Hello and welcome to Jays from Home, a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays hosted by uh, two brothers. That is myself, Steve, and uh, Matt, my brother. That is myself, your brother. Yeah. You're also my brother, coincidentally. So that's 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 a good thing that we're both hosting this uh, podcast. I've... Is it is it too late to say Happy New Year? Um, some people say they say it till the end of January, so uh, I, I don't know. Maybe if someone goes back in time and listens to this at the beginning of the year, we can say Happy New Year. I don't know. Um, work. Okay, so for, the, for yeah, so Happy New Year to the person who invented the time machine and is specifically listening to, to this podcast. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, and I should mention that we are on Twitter at Jays from Home. Um, we don't converse with time travelers that we know of. Um, if, well, if we they, do. I don't think that I don't think that they would like like tip their hand that they're time traveling. Well, I was going to say, if, first of all, they don't they don't, they don't want to affect the time space continuum like purposefully. They don't want they probably don't want us to know. But what, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, hopefully, if they are conversing from the future to the past, maybe they can tell us about uh, the MLB and players union labor uh, discussions if they're well. If there are any, and if there is an agreement, I don't think you need a time machine to realize that there's not going to be much talks <laughs> happening in the future. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, why don't we why don't we start with that? Because I think that's like the most negative thing that we can talk about, and I don't really want to dwell on negative things, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. That's definitely my um, strikeout for the week, and it's, if, until until the lockout is resolved. Rob Manfred is my permanent strikeout. He's just—I'm not even like going to delete that line in the in the show notes. He's just—he's just there. There'll probably be different reasons, you know. That's—that's that's, at least we have a little bit of variety that way. But uh, yeah, he's permanently on the strikeout uh, list until baseball starts again. And and he might just like—I might just keep him there for an extra week, just just to kind of just for extra punishment because he's—he really is hurting baseball. Um, you know, last season they said that uh, they were going to deaden the baseball but i think that we all misunderstood rob manfred really meant to say that he plans on killing baseball ah, i see where you're going there i i didn't get that uh no i did it's not <laughs> it's, it's kind of clunky clunky wording in the in the notes there but yeah he's killing baseball and uh i think i tweeted this er- earlier too um baseball is just a byproduct of cash flow for the owners it's 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 not really what they're too too worried about they're more worried about about the the dollars well that's what i was going to suggest too is that i don't think he's going anywhere no matter what the outcome of or how long this lockout might last because i think in the end he's generating he's the owners are probably fine with his cash generation methods and it's the owners really that will determine whether he stays in the office or not right yeah um and and yeah, he's doing he's doing his job. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to represent the owners. Um, so yeah, the, that has earned him a permanent strikeout. And um, speaking of the lockout, I, ha- I I I took a screen grab of this. Um, yes. They're still not mentioning the players, but they are mentioning the bobblehead uh, giveaways. So just just as an example, uh, Milwaukee uh, they sent out the Brewers sent out a press release saying that. Um, they're giving us their their player bobblehead schedule. So on, on May twenty second, my birthday, uh, they are uh, going to have a player bobblehead. On June fifth, they will have also uh, a player bobblehead. June twenty sixth, a player bobble bobblehead. Uh, July tenth, a player bobblehead. July twenty fourth, also a player bobblehead. It's kind of very very much the same. <laughs> Bobblehead, I'm assuming, and and oh, and August seventh, a 1980s Robin Young replica jersey, and oh, September 11th, bobblehead to be determined. Well, that's that's like the player to be named later in a trade, right? I suppose, I suppose, <laughs> but uh, in this situation, the player to be named later later is just player. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, a little odd, and I see in this screenshot too is that like um, there's apparently there's no reason or um 
There's not. They, they yeah, say like it's, the, it's a legality that they're like they they can't use the players' likenesses. It's just just what's the word like crass and 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 soulless. Like at the very least, I think that MLB should should make MLB Network free to view for everyone. They've taken off all the players. Like I guess maybe they need to have some cash flow with commercials. Maybe but... maybe they'll blur it. They would uh, if they made it available for free. They would blur out the players' faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but the, what they're showing now on MLB Network is just all former, like all like no current players, all like old games and, and stuff. I'm not sure exactly because I, I I I let my my um my my membership lapse because I don't really watch it that much. Um, but yeah, like I think they should be giving away the MLB Network for free. That's another thing that uh, that Rob Manfred and baseball could could do better. But they they're just kicking themselves in the in, in the butt all, all all the way around. Well, and I was going to add too, even if for whatever legal reasons they couldn't use players likenesses they could still put their names on the websites like that's you yeah. can put it, it, anybody's name on on a piece of writing you don't have to have permission to use someone to write someone's name down in a in a listing of giveaways i guess i, I the word i was searching for was petty it's very very petty <laughs> on behalf of, of baseball okay um well let's uh keeping with um We'll we'll save the the home runs to last because I think there's some good yeah, conversation yeah. there about uh, there's yeah. there's a couple of well there's uh, one in in particular that was that's really good news but um, sacrifice you have listed this was not a ranking that I was aware that anybody even did <laughs> no well I, I I got it from Craig Calcaterra's. Um, uh, newsletter. I I subscribe to his his free weekly. Thir- he re- releases these on on Thursday. He does like seven days a week. But I, I uh, subscribe to the free part of it. And uh, I guess maybe this was be- before the new year. He released his um, annual uh, handsome uh, rank ranking of the MLB managers in, in order of handsomeness. And uh, <laughs> Charlie Montoyo. Um, this is the reason why it's a sacrifice because he came in in the middle of the pack. He ranked fourteenth. Uh, well, I mean. I don't really know too many of the managers across the league and uh, don't really pay too much attention to their aesthetics, but I would imagine the younger managers would probably be higher up on the list and uh, well, yeah. the older older managers way at the bottom. Like Not I can't imagine like, Tony La Russa is uh, very oh, yeah, high on the list. Oh, yeah, he's near the bottom. He, he, but maybe with the makeover, that changes things because I, I, I think we all know that his hair really isn't that color. But uh, number, the, the number one... Um, and it may, maybe this kind of the Venn diagram overlaps as far as coaching ability. Gabe Kapler came in as the number one most handsomest manager. And Kapler, he's the manager of which team? Uh, the Giants. Okay, I think I, I think I knew that, but did not remember. Yeah, I, I, I was. If we're gonna be if we're gonna be um, crass and and be all about uh, looks, Brian Snitker of Atlanta came in uh, last place. Tony Larusa a close second last. Oh, interesting. Well, I I don't know what uh, I know what Larusa looks like, but I can't say I really know what either Kapler or Snitker look like. I don't. Snitker pay is very is very very bald. He's 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 <laughs> really embraced the bald look. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I I can't really say whether he's not not that I'm uncomfortable saying it. I just I don't know what my judgment of his of his of his aesthetically pleasing face or not <laughs> or not i don't know well see that, that's i just have no opinion because the only manager's face that i really uh pay or see a lot would be charlie montoyo because he when you know he's the one we see the most on the broadcast and you know the other managers we might see uh a little bit but like maybe maybe if you rank the blue jays managing staff i would say charlie would be number one uh, i'm not sure where uh, Pete Walker would be, but he'd be a little lower, probably. I don't know. Pete Walker's a good-looking man. <laughs> Maybe like his, his, he's he's owning the mustache and bald choice, so he's he's a, he's a good good-looking man. Uh, uh, yeah, they they've got some 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 lookers on the coaching staff for sure. Well, maybe you could ask Krista later because uh, I, I maybe maybe she you know has seen do? more we of should, them. We should we should gather some headshots for the, the next podcast and reconvene and do our own um, ha- uh, handsomeness ranking for the for the Blue Jays coaching staff. <laughs> well, well I'll, what's, I'll what's, leave what's, that in your who's hands. Who's the best looking? Who's the best looking player? Do you in, in your mind on the Jays roster? <laughs> on the Jays roster, I don't know. Maybe Bo Bichette, but he's got Bo the Bichette's hair advantage. 
George Springer is a good good looking kid, as they you, say. I, you know, I always thought that uh, George Springer and Marcus Simeon were, they have kind of a, a similar look. So they're, uh, but of course we can't list Simeon anymore because he's not a Blue Jay, so. He is a, a Texas Ranger now. Yeah. Yeah. And we we talked about that in the and we're gonna free have agent to, we're gonna frenzy. Have take a look, uh, get some pictures of Kevin Gossman and Yimi Garcia, Garcia, the two newest Blue Jays. So we'll have, we'll have to do do some uh, some research. You know who's, who else is a good player? Uh, uh, Jansen. Oh yeah, uh, uh, there was a uh, a spin rate podcast late uh, recently that was uh, a recording of their live Q and A that the Athletic did. I, I, I haven't finished listening that. to it, but they were talking about Jansen and uh, how they think that he's probably not a trade bait catcher. So we may be able to see more of Jansen late as well, the season go goes on. Let's go off on a bit of a tangent here. Speaking of, <laughs> of Blue Jays catchers. Um, Who's going to get? We, we've talked about this before, but who do you think is is going to get traded? Are they going to trade someone? Uh, I I still think it's going to be uh, Kirk, and they will trade someone to try and get uh, some infield help. That's where I think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to touch the outfield. No, the outfield is pretty uh, full. Yeah, <laughs> the outfield is pretty full. They, they've got. Uh, lots of players, and there was a rumor that I, I would share this with you uh, that um, mm-hmm. the Jays were going to do, were going to try to trade to get uh, 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 Brad, Jackie Bradley Jr. Was it? Was it? Um, who are they? Who gonna is trade? a uh, former Blue Jays player? Actually, he was on no, the Blue Jays. Wasn't he? I was pretty sure he was on the Blue Jays for a very brief amount of time before he went off to no. Boston. Uh, maybe nope. I'm thinking of someone else. I don't know. No, he was drafted by Boston. Uh, anyway, uh, it was uh, for Randall Gritchick, which is a, an odd one-for-one trade, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm a little like I'm a little, about a, a step behind. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just a step behind. For some reason, I was picturing Colby Rasmus in my mind instead of Gritchick, but they're basically the same guy, except <laughs> Colby Rasmus is more of a, a connoisseur of Toronto hot dogs. But um, yeah, I've uh, we stayed up. We tried to watch all of SNL last night, but it didn't didn't work. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long week, which we will talk about later on in the show. <laughs> um, so let's go to the home run. Let's go okay. To the home run. So this is a headline that I I saw, and this is what I was alluding to earlier: is that the Blue Jays hired Jamie Vieira. Vieira? I don't know how to pronounce Vieira that. Vieira sounds right to me. I would say Vieira uh, as a minor league hitting coach. And this is the first woman coach in the Blue Jays organization. I don't think it's the first female coach in baseball. No, no, no. Uh, the Giants, they had a, they have, they have a woman, I forget her name, uh, in, in, like on their, as, as I think a hitting instructor, I want to say. Um, so yeah, that was my home run is, is women in baseball. This has been a very uh, good week for, for women in, in, in baseball. Yeah. Cause I did not see the rest of these headlines. So next up we have, okay, another, of course they got to pick the last names that are, are, Difficult for me to pick, <laughs> figure out, but Rachel Balkovich, Balkovich, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, first female manager for Yankees Low A East affiliate Tampa Tarpons, like tarpons, tarpons. tarpons. I think I don't know. Is it a bird or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I I just um, picture like the you know blue tarps that you put but over. That, the... That's that's big news because uh, she is like not just a coach; she's a manager, full on yeah. manager for. Um, uh, for a single A team, which means she's going to be uh, shaping lots of uh, y- important Yankees prospects. Yeah, and uh, so I guess this would be a a front office hire, Sarah Goodrum. Um, yeah, director of player development for, for the, the Astros, Astros. Uh, she, and she she was a hitting coordinator in the minor league for the for the Brewers formerly. Was a hitting coordinator versus a hitting coach. What's the difference? Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, minor league hitting corner. Um, I guess it's, well, like, shaping the over. I don't really know for sure, but I would assume it's kind of something like shaping the overall uh, hitting philosophy uh, that they're trying to, to have uh, players learn, like have approaches and, and, and strategies at the plate for, for certain. Okay, whereas, like, a, a hitting coach would be more hands-on and yeah, day-to-day? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Manager of the hitting coaches. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was actually thinking, leaning towards. Like that sounds like more like uh, you know, one person managing the whole uh, department and not not on the field, but like yeah. adjacent, field adjacent. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that I, I just put uh, the notes hat tip to Joe Sheehan on that one because I, I think I got that from his um, his his newsletter, which I do subscribe to. Um, and then finally, we have. Uh, here, do you want, why don't you take this name too? Let's see how you do. Well, Genevieve <laughs> Beacom. Okay, like that's Beacon, a... but with an N, an M. Yeah, Be- Beacom. So she's the first woman to pitch in Australian professional baseball uh, over this past week or so. Nice. Um, yeah. So I guess the uh, Australian baseball league season was canceled, but they had like a little mini tournament over the past weekend, which I totally missed. Um, I would have li- liked to see, have seen this performance though because i think she pitched an inning and 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 pitched well she and so that's that's just uh, a good good appearance and, and good great news for women in baseball well there's there's i'm sure there's some video uh of that online somewhere there's got to well, be no, it's all it's all on youtube you, you they stream the australian baseball league is great because they stream the games on on youtube well, there we go you can watch that later um <laughs> yeah and so that's that's also uh the, I think it's Miami. They have uh, uh, what yeah, Kim, her name? Kim Ng. Is yeah, okay. Name. I thought it was. I knew her, the last name was Ng, but I wasn't sure if it was Kim or not. Uh, so yeah. she's been general manager for at least two seasons now, right? Maybe three. Uh, maybe maybe only one. <laughs> maybe it was just this year. Just it's been a, it's been a long year. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but she was in front office jobs for a long time before. I think she was in scouting, wasn't she? Um, she was a, an assistant GM for the Yankees at one point. Uh, she's been in baseball since the early nineties, uh, and has had a, a lot of roles. She was also, um, she was, she worked, I want to say maybe in the Dodgers organization. She also worked, um, for major league baseball in their head office in, in some uh, capacity as well. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's other than, than home run being like, you know, women breaking through into professional sports, normally male dominated. I think that's just a home run in general for teams thinking differently than yes. like, you yes. know, the same old, old people. Yes. Same old, same old men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's uh, let's go down to our other notes here. Uh, I'm going to actually skip down a few here. So the Blue Jays announced a few weeks ago that they're going to renovate the Rogers Center rather than build right. a new stadium. That makes sense to me. I'm yeah, I'm not surprised because I, I think if you look at the logistics, like where are they going to build a new stadium downtown? Uh, if they didn't, if they would have to, I feel like they'd have to demolish the Rogers Center before they can build a new stadium because yeah, and the they Rogers, own the land, right? Yeah, and they own the stadium. And they, yeah, the, the Rogers Center is the perfect location for a baseball stadium. Stadium, like you couldn't ask for a better spot. Maybe like like uh, exhibition stadium or whatever it's called. To, the whatever bank it's it's sponsored by. Uh, that's that's also a great location too. But but uh, Rogers Center perfectly located they they can can give it a facelift you know uh i, I, I there's nothing wrong with it yeah well I, there are things wrong with it but there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> i i th- i think i've seen like lots of people making suggestions on how to like i don't know I'm, I'm i think they could probably uh make an attempt like i don't know how expensive this is and i can't remember what their their they did announce a budget but i don't remember what it was but uh okay. like maybe they could do something with the roof that like make it similar to some of the other uh dome like retractable roof stadiums i don't know how much work is involved there in like that sounds like a big job to me yeah i don't know but i think that's the biggest uh improvement that fans would like to see is uh, a better roof than what we have now instead of a dome i guess yeah i don't know like yeah they they it's hard to say what renovations are needed. I'm not a stadium architect. A lot of people are asking for natural grass, grass which I don't think I think w- would also require a big overhaul yeah. underneath the stadium. Um, I wonder though if they can. I just thought of this. I wonder if they can kind of research into a more natural artificial turf. Well, they recently changed the turf too, so I don't know if like maybe that's a a sunk cost fallacy or whatever, but like. If, do they really want to invest a ton of money into resurfacing the field when they just did it 
not too long ago. I don't well, know. the the question is, well, how much is how expensive would that be? But the also the also thing another thing to consider is if it's going to help them be a more competitive team and win more games, then mm. the, it's not even a question. They would absolutely do that. My my thoughts is that I think they're going to focus renovating more on the fan experience rather than uh, the on the field stuff to start with, because I think that is less disruptive to the the players didn't you say that they were going to get a new um uh, a jumbotron or whatever yeah they installed a new scoreboard oh they did okay yeah they already did that so stuff so. like that yeah that that's for fan experience i would like to see being at the games i'd like to see um more this is just a minor thing but i would like to see um uh them list the pitches specifically like you know fastball curveball oh like because like, they do that at other stadiums Oh, okay, because like sort of like on some like basically a, a broadcast feature put onto the 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 screen is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like the miles per hour and, and pitch type. Just a small, just a small request from from my behalf. Yeah, I think that's. I don't see why that's not doable because they can put whatever they want on the screen. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. the teams used to put up like the pitch speed. Uh, in some well, cases, I think they, do, they they maybe to put up pitch speed, but like, um, they they can do a lot more. They can put up the the pitch type, maybe exit velocity as well could be an interesting uh, one. They have that technology. Another thing I'd like to see, looking at up across the room at my scorecard from the game, is make scorecards more available at the game. I guess maybe they were in programs before, but it, I I've, I had a, the hardest time finding a scorecard at, the, at a baseball game. And, and that is something that should not be... You should be able to to, have, to easily find three things at a baseball game. Beer, hot dogs, and scorecards. Well, see, that's probably a, a an easy revenue stream for them because they, they probably would figure out a way to make it a special thing that you can purchase uh, rather than give them away for free. Well, I I'd, so there's I'd buy there's it, a, rev- they, a, a renovation they can do right there. No, I, I I'd buy one for sure, but uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> well, um, okay. So speaking of playing in Toronto and the renovations, uh, so you asked the question: Will the Jays start the year in Toronto? Yeah, I I don't I really don't know what the answer to that question is going to be because it really has to like right now. COVID is 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 making another. Uh, come back just like uh, I don't know. I can't think of any artist. Like well, I said, I'm three steps behind. But, but it's it's so so will 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 things kind of die down a little bit in time for the season to start? Are you are you thinking in terms of like fans in the building versus players crossing the border? Because I think that's mainly the issue. Is that well, like in Ontario, they've postponed a ton of NHL games because not because of just because of covid but because of you know attendance issues like they they cited attendance issues for reasons they've postponed games and that's because in yeah. ontario right now they're not allowing any uh inside indoor entertainment venues to have people but i was so what wondering do you think, what do you think that they would do in that what do you think so that they would want to do here's the thing is i think that they would probably allow fans to attend outdoor air stadiums or sporting events so maybe the compromise is the blue jays just don't use the dome for games so if there's uh if it's raining they have to do a rain rain out or rain delay or postpone the game like any other outdoor stadium would yeah um maybe i just wonder yeah like if they can put fans in the stadium that's going to be uh the the key factor for for uh i think the head office because they gotta they gotta make money somehow to get fans in the, in the stadium and i'm i'm also hopeful that covid will die down and i'm also hopeful that the season will start on uh, on time as well like the season starting late may also it may help this, yeah that might help the situation <laughs> but i don't know here's here's the other thing about covid and i don't want to get too far into it because uh the standard disclaimer i am not an epidemiologist um i did see in our, you play one on TV. Our city in Ottawa, they analyzed the wastewater, and I believe I saw a headline saying that uh, we may have may have reached a peak in infections in Ottawa uh, based on the wastewater analysis. So we may see 
in coming weeks that caseloads and hospitalizations will go down. Can't really judge by caseloads because they're not testing as much. But uh, exactly, I, I honestly think it's closer to fifty percent. But I, I think that um, I, I'm optimistic that you know. So at my work, we also have like a. Um, a, uh, a COVID information session hosted by upper management. And we have a company doctor that talks and the, I, the general idea I get from the medical community is, is that they're it, it, almost treating it like the States are treating it. Like, you know, except instead of they're giving you know, up, <laughs> well, instead of giving up, like getting rid of all restrictions, like obviously we are, we have restrictions, but they're more, you know, the general message is when you get COVID versus if you get COVID. So they're just trying to, uh, I think, I think they're basically saying, you know, let's try and let it ride out and maybe there'll be some like herd immunity or whatever the, the term is between that and vaccines that we'll see things kind of balancing out a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I, I'm not, uh, I shouldn't speculate because I don't know anything about that. Okay. Well, let's, let's end speculating then. <laughs> um, okay. So here's some, some non COVID blue Jays uh, news. Um, Jordan Romano had off season knee surgery. Sorry. Uh, do, which... do you mean player had off season knee surgery? What player had off-season knee oh, surgery? Play, oh yes, I yes yes. <laughs> sorry, no no. We we are we are not we are not um, siding with ownership, so we can actually name players. <laughs> um, so is, so is this is the knee surgery because uh, is that related to why he stopped doing his squats before pitches? I, want, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a good question. That could be. Um, I don't know how major this knee surgery was. And uh, let's see here. Six, yeah, he's on pace for a normal spring training in 2022 season. So, yeah, so that's just that's just interesting, interesting news tidbit. Yeah, I guess we'll have to. I, I makes me wonder a little bit how his pitching will be affected because I mean he had a really good year. Um, even like later when he stopped doing his squats, I think that was like not injury related, but he it wasn't comfortable or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Um, so that, that doesn't look comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we also have a signing. We have yeah, a signing. you'll have to explain this to me uh, because there are no major league club moves or signings. So how are they able to sign? Uh, okay, you get the the name on this one. Uh, Gosuke Kato. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. The, 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 they signed a, a guy. That's that's the, the news. But the reason why they can sign people still in the offseason is because they you can sign minor league uh, players. Minor league players are not part of the union. Um, so they, they basically like they they can't anybody who's on the 40 man roster is a union member, so they can't make any signings if they're on the 40 man roster. But if it's a minor league free agent, they can sign as many minor league free agents as they want oh okay because i have seen a few signings here and there uh other than this one or at least news about signings yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been little little yeah. tricklings of, of of signings yep so and um another one that that kind of took a long time to make make official uh was the justin verlander um signing he he signed uh, i think two weeks or something before the, the the lockout started but it wasn't announced that it was made official until like sometime into december but uh That's that weird. is officially yeah but now it, it was made official and and yeah so i thought that was an interesting uh note as well speaking of of, of signings okay uh well let's stick with signings um so a couple of manager signings um mets have the manager now buck showalter i haven't heard that name in a long time yeah, he was. He remember, well, the last time we heard him as a manager was when he was uh, managing Baltimore when they were facing off uh, against Toronto <laughs> in the playoffs. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, uh, he kept uh, uh, what's his he, name in the bullpen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer. The best. Yeah. So where where does uh, where does Buck Showalter rank in this uh, handsome managers? I know this was released. He's down before. near the bottom. He's down. <laughs> he's down near the bottom. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Mets have a manager. Um, Athletics are going to hire Mark Kotze. He's a recently retired player, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's relatively uh, freshly retired. So that that he replaces um, what's his face, who went on to to uh, San Diego. Um, 
Well, he's not re- that recently retired. I guess it's, he's 46 years old. So, he's, oh, okay. So been... Oh, you know, you, you know why? It's because he's one of those players where. So I used to play um, EA Sports MVP Baseball on the PS2, mm-hmm. and he's one of those players that would have been, uh, you know, on those rosters at the time. So I can I can kind of hear the play by play announcers uh, saying that name a lot. There's a lot of those players from the 2005 era. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that really sound familiar because I played the game all the time. So there you go. Uh, so 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 yeah, he's their their new manager. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Oakland this year because it seems that they're doing a lot of sell, going to be doing a lot of selling off uh, once uh, uh, things get going again. Uh, assuming they get the new CBA going, but uh, yeah, um, here's something. This was almost going to be my home run. Uh, is that they have they have redone the uh, Saturday Sunday night uh, baseball booth? Um, so Carl Ravitch is going to do the play by play, and then David Cohn and Eduardo Perez are going to be doing color. And best of all, A Rod is off the broadcast. <laughs> now, is that was there any controversy with getting Alex Rodriguez off the broadcast, or that they're I just don't making a change? Think so what they're doing is giving him his own kind of separate like on a different channel, his own like kind of, I don't know if you've, you've heard of the Manning cast where the Manning brothers have their own kind of commentary over football games, yeah. but they're going to give, give a rod that. Oh, so he's kind of failing upwards. Yeah. Getting him, a little bit. They're, yeah. they're moving him to someone else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, maybe they're just telling him he'll be on TV and they're not going to really air, air it. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I couldn't stand hearing him talk about baseball. Like it just was not like the, the Sunday night, baseball booth used to be so good and the past year or two is it's just been getting steadily worse and worse and worse but they they've definitely david cone um and Ed, eduardo perez especially are going to be really really good in the booth david cone's like a, a very like an analytically progressive kind of guy and, and eduardo perez same deal and, and he's just a really good uh kind of baseball storyteller as well Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I yeah. I mean, I I've never really listened to or watched Sunday Night Baseball, so that's not a big of a deal to me. But I do understand uh, because you know I do watch more hockey, uh, and there are definitely a lot of announcers or commentators on uh, Hockey Night in Canada that I and well and on TSN is not just Sportsnet that I do not like at all. So I totally get uh, the appreciation of. A lack of uh, an annoying person on the on the broadcast. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And also, um, speaking of, of, of baseball, live baseball, it was announced this past week that they're they're going to have a spring training series in Las Vegas. Uh, that's scheduled March eighteenth to nineteenth. So I guess their baseball is assuming that they're going to be actually playing this series. Like, what, what, what <laughs> is this a sign that maybe that they're going to get the talks? completed by then like i feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of uh money in that uh in that series maybe I don't uh, know. and and though i'm sure there'll be plenty of gambling ads in that series oh yes well it's las <laughs> vegas of course but uh yeah i just thought that was an interesting little tidbit of of, of news um, well i i I, yeah. I don't think it really has any bearing on uh on labor discussions it's probably just another one of those um you know it's they plan on on the season starting as normal and they're just telling ma- making it look like it's on the players union that are not making it happen right so. i don't know maybe but spring training is 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 a good money maker for the owners so there is a little bit of pressure on them as spring training draws near because they do have agreements with like cities and stadiums to 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 play baseball there so so it's a it, it, that is going to be some pressure from on the owner side um that they are going to need to uh figure out I, I i hope i hope at least i hope they, they feel some pressure from that all right a couple more quick notes for baseball because i think that we've actually uh we've talked about a lot more than i thought we would based on the lack of activity since uh since december um mm-hmm. but uh shohei otani wins i assuming this is associated press male athlete yeah. of the year yeah, not the A&P grocery store. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. So um, Exactly. That's so why that's, I know it's not. That's pretty good, winning more awards for uh, yeah. uh, Shohei Otani. I'm sure he'll win many and more. That, and that's not just a baseball award. That's a that's a, a sports award. Like they're t- yeah. taking in all the athletes in all the sports. So that, that's that's a big deal. 
Yeah. I I have not paid attention to all the athletes in all the sports, so I can't comment on whether it's well-deserved or not compared to other athletes. But I think based on what he did last year, it's pretty well-deserved. So, uh, Yeah. And uh, this has been in, in the making for a while, but the New York Times are set to purchase The Athletic. Um, not a surprise. Like I said, I think there was an offer a while back from the New York Times. Uh, I think they've been in talks. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that it'll change for the baseball coverage very much, but what I hear is that it's possible um, that hockey coverage might suffer a little bit because, it, you know, more American audience, they, you know, they're more focused on baseball, basketball, and football, but you never know. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I may, if I'm I'm subscribed to The Athletic, maybe, maybe it gives me some access to those uh, paywalled New York Times ad- yeah. articles that I always click on. <laughs> that could be, or, or vice versa, too. They might... Uh, Maybe they might increase the subscription cost for, or maybe they'll have like a subscription tier where you get both for slightly more money, and but like less than a subscription to one or something. I don't know. Well, and I'm 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 only subscribing to the Athletic. If they if they give me free New York Times, I'll take it. <laughs> well, I'm not a subscribing to either, so I don't win enough or read enough of either of them to make it worth it for me. So, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Okay, well, that's it for baseball. Like, let's now let's do our, our, our Blue Jays look ahead. Um, still not playing next week. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, we have uh, again slightly more than I expected for sends from home. Uh, a Senators, Ottawa Senators update. So they have actually played. Two games this week, which is whoa, like which is surprising. As as they... So I have how many how many games have they played this month, or this, this, this in the past two months? I would say the past two months, four, four. Oh boy, their last game um, in 2021 was December 18th, which is a four-three overtime loss against Philadelphia. Um, okay, then they went on to lose six nothing in Toronto on January first. That was pretty mm-hmm. bad, but I mean that was their was that, first. Was that an empty stadium that game? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch the game, so I and I, okay. I was not paying attention to anything at all with uh, okay. with regard to the Senators. Um, but I mean that was their first game since December eighteenth, so it's kind of hard to expect them to to play very well. But then they played uh, this week. January 13th, they had a 4-1 win versus Calgary, which was Matt Murray's first win of the season. Okay. Uh, I think some... I don't remember if the last time we had the we were on the podcast, if Murray had been sent down to Belleville at that point. I think but, so. I think maybe yeah, he, he was. So I don't know how many games he played in Belleville, if he played any at all, because I think he had some injury problems down there too. But he was called yeah. back up... Um, and uh, and so he got his first win of the season, um, and then he won again last night. Uh, they the Senators won six to four against Edmonton, which is pretty surprising. Edmonton last year went nine and zero against the Senators. Like they beat them really they played bad a lot last of games year. against each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, that was that was a pretty easy recap. Uh, their record yeah. is now ten eighteen and one, and I but we're. I think that on Thursday the announcers were saying that was supposed to be their 40th or 42nd game of the year, and it was actually only their 30th game. So, yeah. So you're missing you're missing a, you're missing a, a result then in your record because I'm counting 20, 30, 10, 18, and one. Yeah, that's twenty eight, twenty nine games. Oh, I I don't know. That's uh, that was uh, that was just what. Um, the uh, maybe I've I've got the record wrong. Uh, oh maybe, no, maybe it's they, eleven. Doesn't include the Edmonton. Yeah, eleven, eighteen, it, and one. They didn't get the Edmonton game in there. Changed it. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, it's uh. You know, it's it's entirely possible. Not really. Uh. With that many games in hand, they could move up the standings if they go on a good winning streak. Uh, probably. It's true. But actually, <laughs> they had a very strong December after losing every game except for the Pittsburgh game I attended uh, in November. They had a really good December. Um, the top All two line. Games of them. 
<laughs> all two games in December. No, they they played several games between December first and the eighteenth. Um, okay, but I mean their top line: Batherson, Norris, and Kachuk. They were they were rolling. Um, and speaking of Batherson, he was named to the All Star game or All Star team going to Las Vegas. Um, okay. If they play that, I don't. I mean, I assume that they will, but uh, I, I don't. I don't really know. And I saw something. I don't really understand it, but uh, they said Kachuk was named as last man in or something, but I don't understand what that means. Oh, is that maybe um, something to do with how, like, you know, like they draft players for the all-star teams? Uh, yeah. So I don't know what, I don't, they, I, they I, pick I, I, last? I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you either. I don't, I'm not really too sure. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think they probably will have the all-star game because COVID is not really uh, a consideration in the, in the States. So I don't think they're going to worry too much about it. Like, unless there's a really big outbreak of COVID among the players, I, I can't see them canceling the game, uh, especially because they announced that the NHL will not be sending players to the Olympics because basically they, they have lost too many games, too many games to make up in the schedule. So yeah. they had a, a blank, uh, you know, they had an empty two weeks in the schedule for the Olympics that they were planning to to use. So uh, I guess they'll be using that to make up games where they can. Yeah, but I also, on a Sens-related note, I think I read somewhere, one of their prospects, uh, Sanderson, I forget his first name, I guess he plays like in college right now. Oh, Josh is, Sanderson, is good, yeah. Josh Sanderson is going to be playing for the U.S. Uh, in the Olympics. Yeah, um, and I, I think there's, uh, yeah, that's, that's there might be a few other senators uh, involved in the Olympics, but that's that's good news. Um, and speaking of um, things happening on the other side of the world, which so the Olympics are in China, but uh, in the KHL, there's a player I, I can't remember his name, but it starts with a K, um, who's rumored to sign with an NHL team, and there's heavy rumors that Ottawa may might be in the mix to sign him. Apparently, he Is played it Ilya with, Kovalchuk. No. Uh, but apparently he played with Artem Zub, uh, who this is on the Senators roster. So there's a little bit of a, I guess, an inside advantage for the Senators. But uh, and also, uh, also like he looked at the weather um, this week in Ottawa and is like, oh, it's just as cold as Russia. This will be just like home. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. The weather's the weather's a little crazy. It's supposed to it's supposed to snow a lot tomorrow too. I don't know. Uh, yes. Not according to my weather app, not to exceed sixty centimeters. That's good. Okay, my my weather app is telling me it's a hundred percent going to snow tomorrow, which I've yes. never seen. <laughs> so, so if we're going to gamble on it, that's something to gamble on, I suppose. Uh, people yes, uh, for sure. I, and unfortunately, we don't have a gambling sponsor to recommend. So, um, you know, the, if you're if you're gambling on on, on the weather, um, and it's going to snow, always take the over because it never snows under. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless it doesn't snow at all, because the storms can change and move around. You never know. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. All right. Well, that's enough talk about the weather. Enough small talk. Oh, here's a question for you. We don't have any podcast notes, but uh, did you complete the Wordle today? Uh, yes, I did. Um, hang on. I can pull it up here. I got it in uh, uh, on the fourth guess today. Uh, we got it on the fifth guess for me. I I, I started off on, on on the wrong foot, uh, this morning from from my wordle. But uh, I suppose we could spoil it. We can tell because we're just going to re- be released tomorrow, and it's going to be a different wordle for tomorrow. But uh, yeah, my first guess I was was tepid. So that was just a. Not only was it a bad word, it was a it was a d- perfect description for my first ge- guess. Tepid. <laughs> so, anyways. Yeah, and my my first guess was porks. Uh, so I got porks? the I got the O. Oh, uh, right away in the right spot. So that, and I got the R and the S as confirmed letters. So that that helped out a lot. Okay, well, good, good job. Well, we'll have to to see uh, how tomorrow's wordle is. But uh, um, I, I hit a hurdle. I hit a wordle hurdle last last uh, earlier in the week. But uh, I, I think I've, I've I've kind of hit my stride. You got you got to use your 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 RSTLNE words as much as possible. So there's <laughs> there's there's your wordle tip of the week. Right. Oh, and uh, I guess technically a podcast note. I meant to put this in the notes that we should have discussed. Uh, the uh, you told me about the podcast, the rumor, uh, which oh yeah. I, yeah, and I was going to 
ask about uh, any Blue Jays conspiracies. So that that podcast was about the rumor that uh, there was a a power outage in 1997 in the, at in Baltimore um, was the result of uh, uh, Cal Ripken Jr. couldn't play, so instead of uh, breaking his streak, someone coordinated a power outage in one of the the lighting banks or something. And yeah, but the more interesting thing is the reason why he couldn't play because he the, the reason was he was injured because he got into a fight with Kevin Costner over yeah. because he caught him having an affair with his wife. So so, so there there you go. I, I won't spoil that one, but uh, it's is an interesting enough podcast to listen to. Uh, I there was a few parts where I kind of uh, I missed like I was doing something else and rather than rewinding, yeah, yeah. I missed some of it. So, uh, but yeah, I I don't think. There any there's not not too many blue jays rumors that i can think of except for maybe uh for conspiracy wise was it the man in the white hat who was supposed oh, to be that, tipping pitches the, the white t-shirt yeah um and uh, another yeah there's just yeah i don't think there's a lot of conspiracies out there i'm think, thinking like you know like there's that whole like shea hillenbrand this the ship is sinking uh on the whiteboard the, that he he wrote back in the in the early 2000s and stuff uh uh, but yeah, I don't. I think it was Carlos Carlos Tosca was maybe the manager at the time for the Jays. I forget. But no, I don't think uh, that uh, there are a lot of conspiracies out there about the uh, the Blue Jays. Well, maybe maybe there will be. Uh, if if something happens with the Rogers Center renovations, uh, someone will will come up with something. I'm sure. But here's something to add a little bit of fuel to that conspiracy talk: is uh, Paul Beeston famously never used emails, so maybe that was just so that he's not. Uh, didn't nothing could be traced back to him <laughs> well what did he use uh carrier pigeons uh carrier well maybe blue jays i'm not sure um <laughs> I, I think he used the tele- telephone the old-fashioned uh, telephone gotcha yeah. okay so uh personal stuff uh why don't you uh why don't you start yeah well my strikeout uh was was is is covid my my family got covid uh over the right after christmas break <laughs> Leo went to preschool, and then we got an email the next day saying, "Oh, somebody has came up with positive tests." And then many more emails, many more emails, and then the next day, Leo woke up with a with a runny nose, and and that was the start of of the whole family getting COVID. Uh, but we survived; we're getting through it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not uh, it, even though I think in general our our, our cases were were pretty mild. It's not a it's not a fun experience yeah well uh we've been pretty lucky with that so far nothing uh nothing so far i mean even our booster shot we had no side effects except for Mm -hmm. like a mildly sore arm for just not even as long as our second shot which which did you get moderna nope pfizer all three i got i got i got the med i got one of each i got uh astrazeneca pfizer and moderna yeah glenn called that one the hat trick eh? yeah i suppose uh the trifecta yeah. The, tri- the triple cocktail. I don't know. Um, so my strikeout uh, is that uh, last night I was out for a walk and uh, my gloves. You were outside I, last night. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to let my dog uh, go to the bathroom in the house. We don't. Uh, she's not trained to use a kitty litter or anything. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might just do that on a night like last night. <laughs> but uh, my gloves don't seem to protect my hands, or at least my. My index finger on my right hand doesn't seem to protect against the cold weather. So uh, I had I was wearing two pairs of gloves, one on top of the other, and it still wasn't helpful. Uh, so I'm going to have to, next time we get cold weather like this, like maybe even today, I have another pair of gloves, like, uh, you know, a nice pair of uh, leather mittens. I might have to put those on top. But the other part of that strikeout is that it's it's hard to open poop bags with the gloves that I'm wearing. So I have to take the glove off in order to yeah. open the plastic. And that's, that's no good either. So that's, why don't you that's use your strikeout? Use one hand and use your teeth for the other. I tried that actually. It did not, did not work. Okay. Okay. Hopefully the bag wasn't full at that point too. No, no. Okay. Um, all right. Well, my, my sacrifice is that, uh, although, uh, everybody has kind of gotten through COVID, um, Leo still, I think, has some lingering symptoms, so I think he has to stay home from preschool on Monday. So I will be on my own on Monday with two crazy toddlers who, <laughs> although they are they 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 have runny nose, they are totally able to bounce off of walls, and uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to to manage that because I'm not even going to be able to um, 
leave the house because the aforementioned 100% chance of there being a blizzard uh, happening on, uh, on on Monday means that it will be too snowy to uh, take them out into, into the stroller. So we'll be trapped inside. I'll be trapped inside with uh, two toddlers uh, for the entirety of, of Monday. Well, I don't know what the weather, what the temperature is supposed to be like. So I don't know what kind of snow that we're getting. But maybe if it's uh, the packable sm- snow, you can take them out and... Uh, build some snowmen or snow forts or something uh we'll see we'll see the 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 benefit of taking them outside in the stroller is that they both nap um (laughs) and when leo does not nap it uh it's not a pretty picture (laughs) all right well my sacrifice is uh is that um there's a there's a lack of sports to watch and i you know i like to have some hockey games to watch to to break up uh you know, TV shows and whatnot. So mm-hmm. the sacrifice is that there there are a lot of TV shows to replace sports. So it's a good thing that we have lots of content to watch right now, but uh, bad that there are no sports to watch as well. So, uh, so yeah, um, I don't know. Some of the TV shows, we've got our regular stuff. There's uh, This Is Us is back, uh, NCIS. Uh, there's a new show called Good Sam, which is a hospital, I would oh, say I've comedy drama um he's only Jason seen isaacs yeah. is the lead in that one um technically the lead is sophia bush who i don't know who that is but apparently me neither she's vanessa tells me she was on one tree hill or something i i've never seen that show but uh jason isaacs is is i think he's in the credits as like with jason isaacs or whatever oh, like okay. he's you know special listing um it was was treat williams in one tree hill was that a treat williams project i have no idea but um, let's see what else. Uh, well, the, the book of Boba Fett is on. Um, yes. yes. Uh, I, I, by the way, spoiler. Have you? Are you caught up? Yeah, yeah, we're caught up. I, I was. I, my my hopes for a Rancor Rancor monster uh, were not dashed as I had previously thought in the second episode. So, yeah, so there that's, you go. Uh, that's, um, that makes. And yeah, the, the only disappointing thing is that uh, Star Trek Discovery is on a break right now. So I think they. I hope they're back next week. But I've been missing them since since before uh christmas and new year so um hopefully they're back soon but they might be t- spacing it out because star trek picard is going to be starting in february so okay um anyway there's there's lots of tv out there uh, yeah there's I, no shortage of that so in the past good. like week or so i've i've watched three seasons worth of succession so that's <laughs> i got through all that uh but one thing that i am looking forward to i think it starts um early february on netflix i forget what it's called but there's it's like a murder mystery show uh starring, starring oh, yeah, will arnett yeah i told you about this one um and the, the 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 twist on this one is that um that he has a, a different um guest for each episode and the guest improvises their dialogue in order to try to solve the mystery so i, I, th- I thought that was that was interesting <laughs> yeah that sounds kind of neat i probably i be honest i probably won't watch that so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because like uh, they, conan o'brien i think they tested the show out with conan o'brien to see if it works so he's gonna be one of the guests the one that i'm not quite sure about is marshawn lynch who's like an uh and i don't know if he's still in the nfl or not but he's an nfl running back and i, I find that athletes aren't uh, as, as far as uh, dialogue goes the greatest uh, improvisers in the, in the world so that'll be interesting to see how that one goes but yeah. I, I i'm a fan of of improv uh shows and things like that um there was a there was um the dude from Silicon Valley, I forget his name, but him and the dude, uh, 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 there's a guy from Parks and Rec. I'm forgetting both. John Ralphio is, is the character that he plays. But those two those two guys did um, a little kind of four-episode uh, improv live where they, they kind of created a, a, a kind of a, a an hour-long improvised play based on suggestions, uh, they, talking to audience members and, and, and getting their stories. So that, that mm-hmm. was an interesting one as well. But uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff to watch on TV. You're right. Yeah. So uh, what's uh, what's your home run? My home run is the booster shot. <clears throat> I was able to get my booster shot over uh, right uh, before Christmas. I think it was. I forget exactly when it was that I got it. But um, I barely like like I said, the family we got COVID. I I wouldn't have known that I had COVID um, based on on you know like how like. I, maybe my maybe I didn't get it. I don't, I don't know. I was I, asymptomatic at 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 
at worst. Um, but uh, yeah, those those booster shots are, are definitely effective. So uh, yeah, and it, it, it definitely uh, is is very well worth making the effort to go and get. That's good. Uh, well, my home run. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine. I, I put a base hit in here, so I'm gonna combine it with my home run. Uh, base hit being. Um, that lately I've been breezing through reading the book Son of a Trickster by Eden Robinson. I, I like it so far. I'm not exactly sure uh, where the book is going, but uh, I've, I'm over 50% through, and it's it's kind of taken a more clear direction. Um, anyway, it's, it's a good book. I, I don't usually read through books very fast, uh, or, well, I used to, but I used to also have more time. But um, Yes. Um, so anyway, um, I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting through that. Uh, but my home run is um, on Monday, and I've been taking Mondays off in January because I, I have some vacation days from last year to burn through. Uh, I bought and watched Dune, the 2021 version, and I finally watched mm-hmm. it. I wanted to watch it in theaters, and I wish I had, but maybe I'll get a chance when they eventually make part two and they'll – you know, maybe like Bytown or Mayfair Theater will put out part one. But um, that was the first five out of five movie that I watched this year for me. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm definitely going to watch it again in the near future. But I I highly recommend it. It's a good sci-fi movie. You don't really need to have read the books, even though I, I have read the, the book. Okay, well, now here's something I, I've discovered that I've been talking about a lot is that I didn't realize that Star Wars stole a lot from from Dune. Apparently, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Frank Herbert and kind of like there may have been some lawsuits started back in the '70s, but I don't think they went anywhere. Um, I don't. I mean, the desert planet part of it, sure, but and and like the brief mention of moisture evaporators in star wars but other than that there's not a ton of stuff that i would say star wars stole like you can see well, some the book similarities. of boba fett the book of boba fett i guess they're talking about like water as commodity and, and how like the planet used to be covered in water apparently that is something they stole from dune i don't know uh yeah but i i so i mean that's that's the book of boba fett i think adding to the lore and i don't think in the original star Wars that they knew anything about Tatooine being covered in an ocean or anything. That's true. But I would, yeah, I it is a bit different than, um, than Dune because Dune, they go to the extreme where like you recycle every bit of water, uh, from your body and to like conserve water. And, uh, in there's even, um, this is not a spoiler, but in the, in the early part of the movie, when they get to, Arrakis, aka Dune, um, in the palace that they're staying in, they have all these palm trees. Just you know, they. I think they said the line was, "Each palm tree t- uses the water to keep five people alive." So it's like, you know, they, there's the lack of water on the planet is a huge part of the story, whereas it's not really big for Star Wars. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I probably. I don't know. I. In order to watch a movie like Dune, Krista has to be on board. So I don't. I don't think I'm probably going to see it. You know, I, I I think she would be. I I think I could probably get Vanessa on board. Like I said, there's there's not much you need to know. Like it gives you all the information that you need in the movie, and it's it's not as like um, info heavy. Like it's not hard science fiction. Um, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't say that they dumb it down, but they they condense a lot of the information. Like you don't they there's a lot of political stuff in the book um they don't use as much of that in the movie like they make the story a lot more straightforward okay yeah okay all right well yeah that uh dune is 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 your home run yeah dune dune directed by denis villeneuve who's a canadian director as well by the way true that is a good point so I hope they green light part two. That's still up in the air. Why? Well, I think they will. Money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's end it at that then. All right. It always comes back to money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All well, right. probably so, another, at least another couple of weeks before the next one. Uh, we'll, okay. I guess we'll see. 
I hope we'll have some more baseball news to talk about. Maybe in a couple of weeks there'll be some optimism for spring training. I hope so. I hope so. Because yeah. by, by in two weeks, pitchers and catchers will be two weeks away from reporting. The great thing about pitchers and catchers reporting is that it always happens around Krista and, and my our, our anniversary. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, maybe your priorities are a little a little different, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Until. Until the fortnight from now. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.